While Tavini, Dreamer, and Rian were visiting with the proprietors of Black Iron Blades, I found myself in an interesting little shop run by an <clears throat> interesting tabaxi woman by the name of Crystal. After a successful business transaction and a bit of interesting banter, I met up with the rest and delivered a gift to Miri. Hopefully no more innocence is stolen in this week's short quest, Long Rest. that button again welcome back reminder last time you guys meet reached the town of Bryn Shander mm -hmm. met a couple of the locals yep. uh, split the party into myriad directions had a bit of a jump scare <laughs> as concerns a uh, mounted fish yep love jump scares love old bitey yep 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 and you find yourselves have been given a task by a handful of dwarves. The ones known as Hruna, Korix, and Storn. Korix, mm -hmm. the silent, deadly, many body parts missing from Frostbite. Hruna, the raspy-voiced leader of the group. And Storn, the weird, skittish kid. You didn't really learn anything about him, but he seemed perpetually on the watch for dragons out every window and any time mm. he was under the open sky. Maybe a story there, maybe not. Most importantly, we found out there's a person named Copper Knobber Knocker. Yes. And that is so much more important than all of that. In it fact, really you is. may have derailed this campaign so we can learn more about Copper Knobber Knocker. There is a great deal to unpack there, and I am excited... <laughs> For Copper Knobber Knocker to, to make. Oh, man. To yeah. make your acquaintance. He's just. He's gonna become like this universe's version of Benedict Cumberbatch. Where you just say <laughs> his name wrong yeah. constantly. Bobber Knocker Dogger. But also, you yeah. have to always say his full name. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's not just copper. He's not just. Knobs or anything like that. Nope, he's he's Copper Knobber Knocker. Yeah, there's there's no nickname there. You address him as Mr. Yeah. Copper Knobber Knocker. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Knocker Knocker. <laughs> no. With a very strange gnome, the rock gnome, running around <laughs> the town dressed in such heavy furs and very fluffy furs that almost make yeah. him look like a teddy. He looks like an Ewok. He's running around like a little Ewok. I love it. <laughs> All right. My, We're going to get sued. It's my new best friend. Yep. Your best friend that you haven't met yet. Exactly. Yep, exactly. He doesn't know it yet, but we're best friends. <laughs> We've never met. Anyway. my best friend. You have been given your first task. Mm -hmm. You are to head north towards Kelvin's Cairn. Because somewhere between Bryn Shander and there is the abandoned sled with several hundred pounds of ingots 
that the dwarves were bringing into town uh, after they were attacked by a yeti and one of their members torn asunder they were unable to return you have been sent in their place as they recover to see if you can't if not find the body and find the ingots see where they might have gone off to is there anything else you want to do while still in town? I do know that there was a bit of selling that went on. Yeah, we were selling off uh, Krellick's, um chainmail, and we were uh, talking to one of the blacksmith shops to see if they could resize um, uh, Tavini's breastplate for me, because it's expensive. We will likely address that when you guys get a back to town as the uh, process of reshaping a breastplate Mm -hmm. does require the addition of more material. Oh, gotcha. That makes sense. She, you know, Tavini, small creature, you, medium. Yeah, I'm a big boy. It's gonna be a bit to work out there, and I believe that the addition of funds would help you immensely in that. I don't know. I think Rian would look good in something tight. Like, uh, it's a very fitted, fitted armor. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. yeah, oh my goodness. Please, no, please, continue. <laughs> if, you, if you want me to homebrew some tight pants for him. With your, no. with your erotic description. I was, it wasn't going to be erotic. It was just I mean, going to be stylish. it's not just Copper stylish. who's uh, looking stylish around here. Yeah. Some toit leather uh, pants. Yep, some toit. Toit like a tiger. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> no, he doesn't wear. If anything, Rian's more functional. <laughs> Leather's functional. Not really. He kind of is. Leather functional? In, like, like... these times? Th- yeah. Oh, you know, I guess it would be. Yeah. Yeah. If you start wearing hot pants, like, really, really tight pants. Yeah. Hey, maybe I'll give you advantage if you have to squeeze anywhere. Oh, nice. That's actually really funny. That's good. That's actually really good. I'll, I'll take some hot pants. Be great for a rogue. Yep. I would say minus two dexterity, advantage on fitting in tight, uh, tight spaces, uh, up to up to one size smaller than your creature size. Nice. So if a small creature could go there, but a medium couldn't, you could because you were wearing tight pants. And Tavini has disadvantage on ignoring the butt height, uh, the face height butt. Oh god, yes. that poor girl. Poor Tavini. <laughs> Just we got a bit of the um, she uh, the so labyrinth lucky. bulge going on. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was gonna call it the Bowie feet. Like that was the joke I was gonna th- I was like the Bowie, call that the Bowie feet. Yeah. Oh god! <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> oh, anyway, you guys want to play some D and D? The dragon yes. knuckle. Yeah, we should probably get to that whole D and D thing. <laughs> Moving so. on. Yeah. <laughs> Are we heading off into this the snows towards podcast. the mountain of Kelvin's Care or the hills? <laughs> I'll get um, my wood yes. later. Yeah. He said wood. Yeah, anyway, yeah we'll, we we'll discuss getting wood later. <laughs> oh, sorry. Couldn't help myself. That's a bad Eric. I couldn't help it. Nope. Stop it. Yeah, need a squirt bottle. Alright. So the question is if we're going to Kelvin's Cairn or Kirkonic? Is that the question? Well, the sledge that you are being asked to retrieve is somewhere 
between Bryn Chander and Kelvin's Cairn, which is oh. a cross-country trek. Okay. Yeah, this was like a side quest as opposed to our trip around to do all the Kelvin's Cairn, blah, 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 because this was just to go get that and come back, and then, then we were gonna, you know, possibly with what we get paid, then buy supplies to make our trip all the way around the, the to do our whole little excursion. Okay. Yeah, I mean, right on. Hmm. Unless it's something you guys want to ignore completely, I could send you in any direction you want. <laughs> no, I think this is a good idea because I mean, Rian right now is is poor, so he needs he does need some funds, and this sounds like a at least a a quick excursion into the snows to figure out like what this is really going to be all like when we actually have to you know off road. I think it'll get them in good graces with the dwarves. Yep, and that was one of the reasons too, so that we get there. That way we could deal with uh, when we get to Care Koenig, um, or Kelvin's Cairn. The dwarves were going to help us through the the Dwarven Valley, and you know, if we could uh, get on their good side. Alrighty, so we're rocking some snowshoes, right? Yeah. No, no dog sled, no bare boots. So uh, Kelvin's Cairn, as the crow flies from Bryn Chander is about 17 miles. 18 if you're being like, oh, we're going to go through the Dwarven Valley and not fly because none of you can. Mm-hmm. That, according to our wilderness survival guide, you're going to be making half a mile every hour. Oof. So expect a few days of travel here. Yeah. Goody. Yeah, that's... Damn, if we do eight hours of travel, well, what can we do in a day? 16 hours of travel? If we're lucky. So... Yeah, if we're lucky. Eight, so eight hours miles. of travel is safe. 16 hours of travel, you're going to be pushing it. I'm going to be asking you to roll for exhaustion come the... Oh, okay. So come four hours, that's, that's like, yeah, it's going to be like a week out there. Damn. Um. Okay, well, yeah, I guess that's uh, that's what we're doing. We got our snowshoes and... And, uh, yeah, I think everybody got... I think, yeah, we all we all picked up in fire shear cold weather clothing and snowshoes, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. So, yeah. I say we uh, start heading north. Get out to get out to Bryn Shander and get to get to feel for these lands. See if we can help out these dwarves and possibly get a little help uh, when we decide to actually make our trek up to up to Kelvin's Cairn to drop off that uh, to find the gentleman with the the cold ring and make our little circuit around this area. Alrighty. So, as you head north through the town of Bryn Shander. Past the North Look, where Old Bitey had given our resident dwarf a jump scare, and out the North Gate, there there are a handful of homes outside the actual walls. Scattered settlements. Sparse trees. Lots of bare rock. Fortunately, really rather dull out here on the tundra. You have scattered hills that really only give you a few miles of visibility, and it is starkly white under the heavy sort of semi-darkness that lies across the land here. Travel for a good four hours, making your two miles, before that ribbon of light starts to weave across the sky, the shimmering of the aurora. Brightens things a little. And remains as you travel for how long do you guys think you want to go? I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say we should push it. Uh, I don't know about everybody else's thoughts, but since we're we're going out into the tundra, 
it's probably not best if we exhaust ourselves and end up dead out there. So we think in we think in normal pace, four miles or whatever, in eight hours. Yeah, I mean, I imagine as soon as uh, around eight hours is up, mm -hmm. you know, Felgren just plops into the snow. <laughs> that makes it easy. <laughs> like I, we should push on. Am finished. <laughs> So I will ask for somebody to give me a survival check. See if you can't find a sheltered place to build a camp. I will take a peek. There you go. That's our dreamer. That's our lad. 17, yeah. Easy enough. You uh, find on the western side of a hill scattering of rocks that seem to have tumbled down and created a nice windbreak for you to set yourselves up on. There is, unfortunately, no descending sun to tell you that night is approaching, but that shimmering aurora does eventually start to fade. And, uh, if you guys are doing long rest, I'm gonna need whoever is gonna be doing watches to give me rolls in what order. As the aurora fades, I'm going to cast Dark Vision on myself. Ooh, smart boy. Alrighty. He's so smart. It's nice to finally reach a level where you can do that, huh? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Tavini will um, take first watch because she's not as bothered by the cold having lived here for a while. Alright. Sam, Reen will do second. Crack will do third. Right on. Tavini, do you want to give me that first of your perception checks? Is anyone joining you on watch? I imagine Dreamer setting up in sentry mode. Mm -hmm. The usual. The huge. 19. The night is quiet, aside from the whistling of wind. Seems to be blowing from the east, uh, increasing the importance of the windbreak that Dreamer had been able to find. There is almost what looks to be a fog rolling across the open ground. And as you're kind of staring about yourself, you notice it's not a fog, it's just the little particles of snow being carried on the wind, diminishing visibility somewhat. However, nothing bothers you, no wildlife, no imminent threat to life and limb, and your watch passes uneventfully. If the next could roll me perception. I got it. Nope, now it's persuasion. <laughs> One gets me every time. Savini just goes over to the sleeping ray and shakes him awake and then once he's up goes back to sleep okay hey, no, I'm up I'm up okay you gotta... he just burrows deeper into your sleeping bag yeah but like, grown. But like oh don't let me bother you there princess and he gets up jokingly and kind of stretches it out and heads out a little bit to observe the area okay the increasing winds kind of kick up more of the snowfall that lies on the ground, decreasing visibility further. Yet, your watch passes uneventfully. Oh, yeah! And two hours without any harm to life or limb passes. I was, I was worried about that 12. You should be. But, uh, you should be. You. Ha! Got him! My next watch? <laughs> Walk over and give Krellick a kick. Hey, right. I don't want to. No. Come on, old man, it's your turn. Oh, you fucker. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a love, you ornery old bastard. 
So he's gonna get up and take his turn. Fifteen. Hey, not bad. Fifteen. Again, the blowing winds have diminished visibility somewhat, kicking up at light, covering a snow that lies over everything. Visibility is probably reduced now to about 40 feet. A little difficult for you to be able to keep your watch, but nothing comes looming out of the darkness. However, you are starting to hear a very high keen as the wind whistles through cracks in the rocks that you had sheltered beside. It also shifts and starts to come from the north a bit in the direction you guys are heading come day or quote unquote daybreak. Yeah. Ah, that's not going to be good. So I guess what, Pelgrin's the last one? Are we are we just doing three? Ah, uh, well no, that's fine. Yeah, I mean it's up to you. Um, but yeah, I mean he's taking watch every other time. So if if we're doing two-hour shifts, Dreamer is awake for the final oh, okay. watch. Yeah, do you do you only sleep like half? Is that what Warforged six. do or something like that? I need six. Six hours. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. He taps Dreamer on top of that. Sure, now, big guy. Just look. <laughs> eyes eyes go from black to colored, and just sits there, nods, and keeps an eye out. Can you give me that perception check? Do you do anything while you're sitting on watch? Not tonight. Okay. Seven. Oof. Natty two. Oh, man. Malfunction. (laughs) Malfunction. Yeah. Malfunction. Malfunction. Danger. Danger, (laughs) Will Robinson. (laughs) It's a little strange because you've kind of been in your sentry mode for the entirety of the rest here. I keep wanting to call it night. (laughs) (laughs) And in your very sort of dim awareness of everything that goes on around you, you've watched as the visibility has diminished over time. Almost now to about 30 feet in all directions. The wind has picked up significantly and everything is just white once you go beyond about 30 feet beyond yourself. However, nothing disturbs your long rest, and you guys are able to get back to moving if that is your wish. I will tell you now that a blizzard is descending upon you. Hmm. Visibility, as the rest of you awaken, reduces to about 20 feet. Kelvin's Cairn, Away off in the distance, the low hill that is visible throughout almost the entirety of the dale because of these very broad sweeping tundras has vanished from view as the blowing snow and the increasingly howling wind engulfs the party. Wait. Do you want to ask what you guys want to do? Are we proceeding in this blizzard or are we sitting tight for a bit longer? Well, what do you guys think? I'm not, uh, I'd say I'm not, uh, I'm not familiar with trekking across long tundras. I mean, you just walk straight, right? Aye, but in a blizzard, that's it's not always as easy as it sounds. But, uh... Snow isn't my forte. No, mine either. But, uh, honestly, I'd probably turn to Davini on this one. What do you think? You've lived up here before. Like, do you think we should hunker down until the storm passes? Or should we, uh, should we push on 
I'm not. I'm only. I'm a little afraid we might get lost in the storm. But then again, you know, as Grin said, if we just walk straight, how could it go wrong? How often, like, how long does Tavini remember lizards lasting? I would say, make me a nature check, if you would be so kind. I would say, since you've lived up here, you can roll it with advantage. Ooh. Yeah, Thank you. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, okay. Well, that's it at 20. <laughs> <laughs> I know everything of Storm. <laughs> in your familiarity living here in the north, you would estimate that these storms can last anywhere from three to five hours, maybe longer. They uh, tend to blow over in the course of a day, particularly if the winds are high enough. It just, wherever the storm front is, just sweeps right over you. And typically, the you either stay indoors or you have dog sled. In your experience, you either stay indoors or you stay put. There is a high risk of, if you are traveling, becoming separated from one another. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, um, it is uh, not advised to roam around when uh, when there is blizzard hey mm. that makes sense okay well then I guess we hunker down until the uh, the storm blows over Logan just throws his head back we should probably get some more uh, get some more wood on that fire keep it nice and hot so we don't end up freezing out here fine and, uh, just kind of trudges off towards the nearest trees I would say, looking immediately around your position, there are no trees within 30 feet of the fire, for those of you who can see in the dark. Uh, But you do recall, maybe two or three minutes back the way you came, passing a small strand of pine. Or small stand of pine. Hmm. Oh, I don't know about venturing away from this camp here, but uh, I can go... I know back a little bit there was some there's some there's some wood, but uh, perhaps we should tie someone off so they don't get lost out there. But I don't think we have rope long enough for that. Oh, well, everybody's got I'd say everybody's got like twenty yards, right? Yeah, she said a fifty she yards. She said a ways. I said a couple minutes. Yeah, I don't think that's but, gonna uh, fly. But yeah, I guess. <laughs> well. Quick, someone whip out a calculator. Yeah, if you nice. can do if you could do half a mile in an hour, how far do you think you can get in three minutes? Nice. If we are a moving camp, uh, we need to uh, tie ourselves together and and go quickly mm. before before blizzard hits. It's actually a good idea. If we tie each other off. Maybe we can make our way back towards that, uh, back to the, the tree line set up in there. Maybe it won't be so bad with the blizzard coming in. When, some... when the blizzard hits, uh, we need to stop where we are or we will get very cold. Hmm. And I assume that, uh, where we're at right now, like, the wood we have probably isn't going to last us another day, like... Probably looking at one to two hours, if that, if you keep it protected, if the wind doesn't blow it out. Well, I think we need to make our way back to that forest, and, or trees, or whatever it was, 
Um, otherwise, we run the, the risk of this fire burning out, and if we do, I don't know how long we're gonna last in this cold. Well, let's just move, and if it hits, we stay still. Tie each other together and keep going. Okay, well, it's a good idea. Let's, uh, in fact, I say we tie ourselves off right now. Make sure that we're all close together, just in case. We don't want it to come out of nowhere on us and all of a sudden we not be able to find each other. Would it not be enough to hold on to the rope? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess technically that would work. I'd rather have both my hands free. Yeah, I. that's kind of where I'm at too. Plus, don't know you, know, you don't going know to what's be, in the... Yeah, you don't know what's like, going to be trudging out of that storm. Yeah, we've seen Yeti out here. Twice the size of man. They come, pick one of us up, yank you away from the rope, and you're gone. We're all tied together. We're not going anywhere. There is also a falling over. Very true. Right. That is true. So, yeah. I mean, you're free to just take the rope in hand, Dreamer, but yeah, I'm going to tie myself off just to be safe. Tavini's getting her rope out and got her stuff yeah. packed up, ready to go. She's, she's hurrying because, uh, she knows how quickly these things can come. Okay, Krellick's gonna tie himself. So you guys are all either grabbing onto a rope or tying yourself to a uh, like a lead line. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I'm like wrapping around so myself. So who's taking and... who's taking the lead? Who's our main navigator here? Ugh. I mean, Dreamer's the obvious choice, but I think Rian would like start forging the way. I was say I think I don't know if Krellick would wait. Yeah. We all just take, we all take the lead. We just walk in a straight yes, line. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. Yeah, Fulgrim does uh, not take the lead. Nice. No, sir. Here's our rules on blizzards again. Mm-hmm. So clever choice on your part to have everyone kind of, you know, either grabbing or tying themselves to a rope because it's going to make the coming survival checks a lot easier to stay on course. I presume you guys are heading towards the uh, the sleigh laden with ingots still, or um, well, have, we were, have plans changed? Yeah, we were going to head back towards the, the just that tree line you said that wasn't that far uh, off. Oh, yeah, all right. And we were right. going to make camp there, and just so we had uh, a good supply of wood to make us or carry us through the night, or day, okay. or whatever you want to call it. However long the blizzard lasts. Yeah. So, for the sake of ease, mm-hmm. I'd say it's close enough that once you guys get started kind of group coordinating you are able to find your way to that stand of trees and in hunkering down uh could somebody roll me 2d4 2d4 i got it 2d4 that's how many oh god you oh jesus (laughs) of course i roll max on that (laughs) it could be it could be nothing stupid dummy I know. Why did I say I would do it? (laughs) The blizzard lasts for eight hours. Eight eight minutes, you say? Well, that's very good. Eight minutes, you say, yes. (laughs) We couldn't have been luckier. We didn't even need to walk back to the wood. Uh. Lasts for eight hours. Oh, God. And in the last two hours or so, the wind starts to die down and the snows settle around you. And as the storm finally passes, moving off to the southwest, over some of the lakes and towards the ocean there, you find that the lingering particles of snow in the air 
As they settle, visibility gradually starts increasing from 30 feet to now 40, improving to 50, 60. You're able to see about an hour into the storm's tail as well as you could any other night. Are you guys proceeding onward? We still have... Let's see. You just finished a long rest. Mm-hmm. Eight hours sitting in the storm, thanks yep. to that roll. Yup. Yeah, I'd still say... Be, still be high energy. Yeah, well... well travel like, what, four to six, maybe? Or more? I don't... Yeah, I mean, I think we can get a full eight in. I mean, we're just gonna have to plop down as soon as we get to the end of it, though. But yeah, as I say, we got to... Eight hours wasted on the storm. We put in another eight hours. That'll still give us a solid eight for resting again, so... Alright, let's go. Alrighty. You travel about two hours northeast, proceeding towards the cairn, which has, now that the storm has passed, become visible again Mm -hmm. distantly on the horizon there. You're now about ten miles off from it. And I will say Dreamer... Because that passive perception of yours, as you are cresting a hill, you notice that there is about a two-foot-wide chasm under your feet. You almost step into it there. And looking down, you see a metal haft about three feet down below you. Ooh. Googling haft. <laughs> Got it? <laughs> like a handle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, probably should have known that, but here we are. <laughs> okay, so like a like a climber of some. It's partially buried in the new snow. Dreamer will hold up his hand to get everyone to stop. Navy Seal stop. What does that mean? What, what is why is he holding his hand up? It means to to stop. I oh. I thought he was waving. Felgrim <laughs> 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 just nods. <laughs> something how, wrong, Dreamer? How deep is the chasm? Looking down, it's probably only about ten feet. You see, as you're looking down, that it does widen up at the bottom there. And that there does seem to be fresh fallen snow that has piled up. So, could be deeper under that fresh snowfall, but... There's a chasm here. And I see something. Is it the, mm. the chasm that you see? It looks like a handle or something. I think Felgren will approach and kind of peer over. Yep. Krellick would do the same. You see a metal handle dusted with snow, almost about six inches thick along its very slim shape embedded in the ice under your feet. Hmm. Oh, thick. (laughs) How wide is the chasm? Only a few inches. Why enough that you uh, similar to say the handle of your mace or an axe? Hmm. Oh, so no squeezing down there. Just call down, everyone down there. Your voice echoes faintly. Uh, we tried. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you want to start hacking at the ice, I'm not certain we can do anything, Dreamer. Well, I could melt some of the ice. That. Seems like a poor idea. I mean, might be able to lower someone down. Maybe some of the... Maybe someone Tavini's size could not reach it, but one of you lying on your belly probably could. If that were something you wanted to do. 
Okay. Hey. Kralik will do it. Sovereign <laughs> has the, the thinnest right. arms, I would imagine. So, anyway, well, the gap is about two feet oh, wide okay. for you to get down um, in there, so it's pretty easy. Uh, Kralik, oh, okay. if you I want to... A few inches. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> no, the, the handle is about a few inches uh, wide. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And it's just that uh, deeper down, you see that the chasm does widen up a little. But Krellick, uh, you're going for it? Yeah, why not? Well, what if this right, is you do have to... some sort of load-bearing axe? Oh, I think he just slowly turned towards like, a load-bearing axe. This... You've seen a lot of load-bearing axes in your day. No, but I haven't seen an area that's constantly night either, Rian. Like... Okay, right. I'll s I will give you that one a little bit, but but I don't think it's a load-bearing axe. Don't come that crying seems... to me when this glacier crumbles. Oh, don't worry, we'll probably all be dead, so don't worry about oh, that. You'll be dead, I'll be alive. <laughs> no, you'll be dead, what do no, you think about that? Well, they're bigger and Krellick's gonna I said that it. you will be dead and that's all what right. it's going to be. Give me a, uh, give me a, just a strength check to try and yank it free. I swear to God, if it's a load-bearing axe... 23. You'll, oh, hell. You'll never right. hear the end of it. I know. So, <laughs> laying on your stomach, as you reach down, at the very end of your fingertips, wrap your handle, or wrap your hand around the handle of what, from your position now, as you're able to kind of see it a little better, you see is an ice pick. Or, sorry, a, uh, like an ice climbing axe. With a mighty pull and a creaking of ice. Oh, God, I knew it. <laughs> you do indeed find yourself tearing it free. You also find yourself ripping loose a chunk of ice. And the shelf that you are on, lying prone, as I have said, gives way. Mistakes were made. I need a dexterity saving throw. God damn it! <laughs> 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 You go tumbling headfirst ten feet down and land in a with a soft thump into a bed of Sovereign snow. Snowdrift. Slowly turns his head <laughs> to Rian. You said load bearing axe. That's a load bearing pick. The Completely load different. fell. Rian. <laughs> that wasn't the point I was arguing. I was arguing that it was a load bearing axe. Krellick, That's a load bearing pick. Are you that we should probably get to Krellick. Are you yeah, dead? Krellick. Krellick. <laughs> Krellick's just down there making Krellick angels. <laughs> yeah, the, the snow is deep enough. You don't take any fall damage. Um, you do find yourself in a almost, now that you're standing in it, about up to your waist in soft snow, chasm with about a two foot gap above you and a good chunk of it kind of ripped off from the side that you'd fallen from. Uh, I will say though, now that you have this pick, you're able to... Uh, to give it a look over. Yes. You recognize it is Dwarven Maid. Ooh. As you turn it over in your hand, you see the uh, the name Storn sort of printed in Dwarvish script, stamped into the uh, the hilt, the base of the handle. Dorn? Storn. It's one of the dwarves that you had had mm -hmm. drinks with. The one that was being nervous at the window. Krellick. What? Are you aware that there might be a corpse down there? A corpse? No. Well, well that axe belonged to somebody. 
Yeah, it belonged to one of the dwarves back at the tavern. What? Yeah, his name's Storm. It's right here on the pick. Were they out here with them? That's... They well, were... yeah. They were part of the people bringing the ore to town. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, well, he's just gonna do a quick feel. See if there's anything around on the ground through the snow. Roll me an investigation check. Oh, he's so good at these. <laughs> oh, 14. Not bad. 14's not 14? bad. Feeling around in the snow underfoot, you do not find anything else. Uh, you do, however, now you're kind of giving a look. See that to your left, the narrow chasm you find yourself in tapers and about 30 feet away actually comes to an end. Uh, if you guys had been about 40 feet that direction, you would have bypassed this completely. To your right, the chasm kind of opens up, sort of bowing outward underneath, and you see from where you're standing that your friends above are standing on a very precarious ice shelf. <laughs> you can also see in sort of the curved surface leading back up three sets of what are very clearly the struggles of perhaps the three dwarves crawling their way out. They must have fallen down here as well. Uh. Sometime during their travel from the sled that they abandoned to Bryn Shander. So they're all on the shelf? Yeah. You see everyone above you on that uh, on that shelf? Unless somebody is hanging back from the edge there where you fell. No, I imagine Green ran right up to the <laughs> up to the edge to check on him. Um, hey, he's probably even pulling out his rope right now, like getting ready to fish it down to him. Okay, uh, maybe you should guys, Tavini, a dreamer, maybe you should get to the other side and help me from over there. Uh, uh, yes. What do you mean? What's going on? What do you see down there? I don't know. I'm trying to see if they can see it from the other side. Dreamer will shuffle around. Yep, same with Tavini. It's only about two feet wide. Tavini, you do have to kind of like hop over, maybe get a little assistance, but it is wide enough to just kind of (laughs) reach your foot out and step over. And uh, when you are on the other side and you kind of look back to where the others are, (sighs) you see what Krellick sees, which is again (laughs) that Felgrin and Rian are standing on a very precarious ice shelf. So, Krellick's gonna narrow his eyes and pull out his crossbow. I think I see something over there. Oh, you (laughs) 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 asked. And he's gonna shoot the ice shelf. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You're a monster. (laughs) I had to. (laughs) I hope we're looking at these avalanche rules. Roll me. Roll me damage. Uh, it's only about ten feet in soft snow. It's not like it could do. Oh yeah, he's got the heavy crossbows. That's a one d ten. Two. Thank God you roll for shit. <laughs> Damn it. All right. So your crossbow bolt kind of sticks into the ice a couple inches below the tip of Rian's boot and sort of embeds itself there quivering. Yeah. 
I think Rian jumps back. He's like, what the hell are you doing down there? It's a misfire. It's cold. Oh, oh, you pulled out the crossbow and and aimed it and misfire. (laughs) You're jumping back, Rian. Yeah. As your boots come back down again, there's that soft thump of snow. And Krillik, you and the others who had crossed to the other side, see from the point where that crossbow bolt struck... Spider webbing cracks on either side. And uh, I'm going to need a dexterity saving throw from Felgrin and Rian. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, no. Okay. I'm good at this. <laughs> sort of. I'm not that good. 11. Yes! Damn oh, it! Oh, yeah. 19. <laughs> Felgrin, you're able to leap across to the other side without issue. Rian. <laughs> you... And Miri with you, as she is currently perched on your shoulder, go tumbling <laughs> with about 20 square footage of ice and snow just shoomp down about 10 feet, which not enough to cause fall damage. It does, however, completely bury the three of you. <laughs> yeah. Worth three it. of us. Worth it. Worth it. <laughs> Your worth it is extremely muffled, as below the three who are still on the other side, you can see nothing of the others beneath the snow and the ice. Oh, this is going well. Ah! Miri, Rian, and Krellic, you are currently suffocating. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number of minutes equal to one plus its constitution modifier, minimum of 30 seconds. So. I will say that you have disadvantage. You are currently, I should say, restrained. Yep. Meaning the others are going to have to dig so, you out. So, snow is water, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's going to start moving it um, with shape water. Interesting interpretation. <laughs> hey, I asked the I, it's up to you. But I'm putting it out there. Um now part of part of shape water is that you are able to change the state of water, right? From solid to liquid back and forth. I don't know. It only says you can freeze water. Yeah. It doesn't say the opposite. It doesn't say the It opposite. says it unfreezes in an hour, but it doesn't it doesn't say anything about turning frozen water into regular water. Yeah. That's true. You can cause water to form into simple shapes and animate at your directions. This change lasts for one hour. You can instantaneously move or otherwise change the flow of the water as you direct up to five feet in any direction. This movement doesn't have enough force to cause damage. And then you can change opacity. Yeah, and that's color and opacity is the only other thing. So it doesn't doesn't say anything about being able to mess with the opposite, going from ice to... As much as I would love to say, yes, he just lifts all the water or all the snow off me. Right. I think I, I think I have a way to resolve all this. All right. Yep. Love to hear it. Uh, Battle to the death. Make... <laughs> oh, no, never mind. Roll me a charisma check. Ooh. Using your proficiency modifier. How low make can a, you go? Like a spell casting check. So that would just... And then we'll uh, do some more looking into that at a later date. I just want to see. So just a, like an ability check. Just an ability check with your charisma there. 19. Rolling 19s today, apparently. 
So Felgrin, in short order, over the course of a few minutes, you are able to move enough of the snow off to one side that you gradually uncover the three who had been buried. Uh, Miri, being the smallest, is the last to be exposed to the open air, and she comes up kind of coughing. <coughs> oh, jeez. Are you all right, Krellic. my dear? Yeah. She's just glaring at Krellick. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's really funny, wasn't it? Could have died. It like was should... worth it. Like you just <laughs> <laughs> still like buried in the snow yeah. halfway. It yeah. was worth it. Got his arms like trapped. He's like wiggling. <laughs> Cast thorn whip on Krellick to pull him out. <laughs> nice. What is that? One d eight. Oh my god. I think he it, would just kind of let work. just kind of let the snow fall. Load the bearing axe. <laughs> I'll cast Thorn Whip to pull Krellick out. Nice. <laughs> this is what you get. Oh, it's only 1d6. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. Yeah. All right. Connect. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't uh, think it roll damage. Does it hit his AC? <laughs> I say, I don't think it does. Wait, oh, does no. Hold on. Does. No, right, it does. I will gonna... say, are, are you defending yourself against this oncoming Thorn Whip? Uh, no. Nice. <laughs> no? Does does an 18 match your AC without your shield? Like, if you're not with actively trying to defend yourself? With shield 2? Yeah. Yeah, shield's plus 2. No, it, my AC is still higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you, 19? Yeah, you're 19 and 21, aren't you? Yep. So your thorn whip, I will say, it does connect. The man is too heavy for it to do anything at this time. <laughs> All that you damn just... armor. <laughs> he got bulk. I will say, however, there is a nice, brand new pile of snow and ice created by yours truly, Felgren, off to one side to climb. Nice. Damn, that boy thick. He thick, yo. <laughs> uh, you do, however. Oh, you know what? Never mind, because uh, Damn, you didn't hit, so you don't take any damage. Nice. Well, <laughs> for the sake of brevity, Unless you guys want to linger down there for some reason. No. <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah, I think he's fighting his way out now. Yeah. Trying to get Miri out, and he's a little pissed. He's like, oh, everybody just wants to goof around and play at this. We're, we're in the middle of the tundra. We could die out here. But no, let's, let's shoot arrows at the, at, the, at the ice. Oh, I'm Rian. Let's be serious all the time. No fun. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Settle down, lad. Settle down. Tavini's just like quietly helping them out of the pit. Everybody's like really awkwardly like, oh jeez. <laughs> you have to have a little fun sometime. Oh yes, yeah, suffocating in a glacier sounds did, like a lot of fun. Suffocate? Because, did anyone suffocate? Because of me, Krellick. Well, <laughs> fine. You're, you're welcome. Actually, thank you, Grin. I appreciate that. What did kind of lunatic shoots a crossbow at someone. He's gonna attempt to raise his hand out of the snow. <laughs> <laughs> you raising the crossbow? No, yeah. He pulls the crossbow and fires it at you. <laughs> he, starts, he starts reloading it. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show them all. So it's about that time while you guys are having this conversation. That Felgrin. Yes. You feel something under your boot, under the snow. Look down. 
you know, sort of moving your boot to one side, you see red on the bottom of your boot and see that the snow underneath it, you've tamped down enough of it that you see red-colored snow that has been covered by the blizzard. Is there perhaps a lumpy mass nearby? Roll me <laughs> a, uh, roll me a perception okay, check. Okay, well, that is good be... I believe in you. Okay, it's not terrible. Thirteen? No. Yeah, thirteen's Thirteen? There is. There are actually several. Several. Good. You see about four or five different sized lumps under the snow on this side of the chasm. You guys have been kind of distracted before by the uh, the ice pick stuck in the side of the ice beneath you. But there's very distinctly now myriad shapes under the snow around you. I just said that twice. <laughs> He's gonna start, uh, I guess, kicking off, uh, kicking snow off the first lumpy mound. The one nearest you is almost rectangular in shape, and it takes you only a few seconds for you to expose a headless torso buried under the snow. Partially frozen, actually completely frozen by this time. Wow. That's nice. Uh, does, it, does it look like it was, like, cut? Or, like, eaten? It very distinctly looks that it has been uh, chewed upon. Is it, is it naked? It is not. It is wearing furs similar to what you had seen the dwarves in town wearing. The ones that Krellick went off to speak to for a bit. He's just going to start uncovering them one by one. Just hastily. Yeah, you find yourself with a, uh, a myriad of severed limbs, each of them in various states of having been masticated. <sighs> As you stomp around... Over the site, you do also expose still more red snow, and there's just viscera almost every step you take. Are we, are we up out of the hole now? Yeah. You guys are up out of the hole. I think he's go. probably exposed most of it by the time you get out. Yeah. And he's just kind of looking at it. Uh, when he gets up, he'd be like, so this is, must have been where the, the Yetis attacked. Oh, well, like, shit. There is no sign of the sled that they said would be here. Hmm. I don't see... And no tracks because blizzard. Oh, jeez. So is that like one body, just different parts of it, or...? One body, different parts of it, not 100% of the body there. Oh, okay, so it is only just one body. Part part, part, yeah, okay. part of it's in a belly somewhere. Yep. Man, oh, jeez. This is, uh... Well, this isn't great. As in say... We're... I think fucked is the word. Did, did they, uh... Did they say that they fell in a, uh, in a crevasse? They just said they were attacked by a yeti. That was it. Hi, that seems... Might have been how they got away. Yeah, you think he would, uh, made a comment of his, uh, from having to climb out of a chasm, but I, I guess, I don't know. There wasn't more to that chasm, right? Like, it was just... He said it opened it up along small... the other way. It opened up the other way, but... From how it was before you guys fell in, there's no way that a sled could have fallen down there. Okay. It would have very clearly left signs that it had fallen from the uh, even just the chunk that broke off when Krellick fell. So looking over this body, is there anything like to identify him? Uh, go ahead, roll me investigation. 
And if I could get a survival check from somebody. Hmm. On Dreamer or Tavini? I'll do it. Yeah. Thanks, Dreamer. Krillik's gonna call for help to investigate this body. Oh, man. Eight. On survival. Eight? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there is really nothing to see in the snow here. Um, nor is there anything worthwhile on the body. Yeah, Krillik was well, just looking for like something with a name or something on it. Well, it's obviously their, you their friend. You do recall killed. that the uh, the name of the dwarf that had died, from what Runa was saying, is Obak. It can be assumed that these are Obak's remains. Yeah, but he also said he would return with the body, and he doesn't feel like carrying around a frozen corpse the whole time. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no. So no way to to check for check for tracks. That uh... maybe we follow the body parts. Hi, that's not a bad idea. I mean, if if they're perhaps we can figure out at least the directions. Yeah, if we can find like the red from where the body goes and the pieces are scattered, maybe the there's a slight blood trail that at least points us in the right direction. But yeah, so uh, so all of you uh, or whoever is sort of uh, wants to look under the snow, if you want to enroll me investigation checks. Alright, give it a shot. See if we can't piece yes! this puzzle together. 19. Alrighty. So Felgren has exposed a lot of the site already while you were still climbing your way out. And it doesn't take long, after kind of dusting off a lot of this, to notice that several of the pieces of guts and viscera that are lying about, there is a very definitive pattern to them. It almost seems as if something has been dragged over them heading further northward. Mm. Okay. Well, looks like something was dragged over top of this of these pieces of this poor this poor bastard. But looks like they headed north. Now the question is are we heading uh are we willing to head straight into a possible Yeti den to get this cart back? Krillik's tying the pieces to the body together to make it one whole piece. He just kind of looks up and goes, absolutely. We already resigned ourselves to fighting a yeti, right? Hey. Yeah, no, we, we were ready for that. And we were ready for possibly more than one, so... Well, d- <laughs> depending on how many, we'll see what we see. If we don't like it, well, get that's get true. Out. And of course, we know Dreamer can actually talk to him. We actually might have some uh, negotiation on the table here if we can, if we can figure something out. But we'll, uh, yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. In the meantime, that's uh, like I said, it heads north. So I say we head that way. See if we can't locate where this uh, this sled was taken. Kravik's gonna strap the body to his back and hold the shield out. Who's leading the... Like, who does it look like he's going to lead the, the group? Um, well, since Rian uh, found the tracks, he'd be willing to take the take the headway. Uh, Tavini goes over to Rian. Uh, could, could I um, say a, a, a prayer? Oh, absolutely. We're most likely going to their den, so we're not in any real rush. But, uh... But yeah, if you'd like to say a prayer over the, over the dead, I think it's the least we can do for him. Yeah, she will just take a minute 
to say a prayer over the deceased. And then when she's done uh, asking the, fa the father of the forge to guide his soul on afterwards, she will reach out to Rian and say a prayer over him to guide their group. Oh, Father, guide us. And she will cast Enhance Ability. Oh, nice. Excellent. What am I getting? You giving me wisdom? Or intelligence? or? Yeah, Al's wisdom. Sounds good. You also gain 2d6 temporary hit points. Oh, nice. Oh, no, that's Bears and Dreads. Oh, nice. that's bears. That's oh bears yeah, yeah, no, it's Bears. Oh, okay, cool. I was like, oh, sweet. Um, so you have advantage on wisdom checks. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, that'll be good for perception. And, uh, okay, cool. For the next hour. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. I'll lead the way. Let's, uh, let's start heading up, uh, heading north, everybody. Keep your eyes open. Keep your head on the swivel. Thank you. Thank you, Javini. I appreciate that. Uh, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I feel, feel more, more alert. So we'll say you travel for about 20, 30 minutes or so before something catches your eye in the darkness. And not northward, but about 200, 300 feet off to your right, turning east. There appears a very faintly flickering torch. It is difficult to make out. You do see what appears to be a sled illuminated by torchlight with being pulled by something that is too distant to identify. I mean, quietly, I'd kind of like, kind of like tap whoever's behind me and point that way and like get everybody's attention. Yeah, I think Krellick would be right behind me and carrying the body and all. Well, I could get some perception checks. Sure thing. With advantage... Or is that just saving throws? Checks. No, wisdom checks. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's Seven. not great. 11 and a 3? <laughs> From everyone? Yes. Oh, everyone oh. that wants to participate in this role. Yeah! Oh, thank God. I was like... <laughs> I, was yeah. like I got 13, then 7, then 5. I was like, oh no. Am I going to be the highest with the 13? Yes, Rian, I see the there snow. <laughs> <laughs> 17 for me. Alrighty. 17 and 19 with Tavini and Dreamwind. Love it. Yep. So... The pair of you are distinctly able to make out that whatever is hauling the cart, there are multiple of them. They appear to be small, and they are certainly not Yeti. <laughs> and I say cart, I should be saying sled. Are they going quickly or... They're going fairly slowly in the deep snow. Seem to be struggling under the weight of some load. That, that is not... Uh, yeti. Hmm. What is it? Do we uh do we see like uh anybody on the cart with it, or do we just see the the small shapes pulling it? You can see the small shapes pulling it. There doesn't seem to be anyone driving the cart. Hmm. Or sorry, the sled. I, I'm, you know, I'm gonna keep making that mistake. It's almost impossible to see them at all because mm -hmm. of the you know sort of heaped load that is on this sled as it has seems to have turned eastward. Let's 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 investigate that. We, do you think? Do you think that the sled and the dogs got away? I mean, one way to find out. I was gonna say maybe the Yetis had their fill and just left the sled and the dogs alone. That might be them. 
Okay, let's let's see if we can catch up there. We'll uh, we'll huff it towards that way. Great. Then I can finally uh, take you to your newest map. Yay! It's a battle map. <laughs> <laughs> because as you emerge out of the darkness. <laughs> You find yourselves about a hundred feet or so behind a <laughs> sled being pulled by a sextuplet of goblins. Oh, no. All oh. of them dressed in very, very thick furs. You can hardly tell what they are until one turns its face in the torchlight and kind of glances nervously over its shoulder, almost seeming to lock eyes with you, but very distinctly sort of going back to the task of pulling the sled. Does not seem to have spotted you as you're too far out. Hmm. There is beyond it now, you could see that the light source that you had spotted is actually two torches. And that there is a larger sled. This one, almost a vertical tower, about ten feet tall, being hauled ahead of the sled laden with what is presumed to be the ingots you were sent after. Oh, looks like goblins got a hold of the cart, huh? You did it too. Ah, shit. It's a cart. Not a cart, it's a sled. <laughs> yes, they that, do. Yeah, that one looks like it's got wheels. They do have the cart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do apologize oh, for that. Fine. Oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, you're so hard to find, like. The asset doesn't have sleds instead of wheels. You're, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, immersion breaking. We should just quit. <laughs> oh, I'm For so real. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue if you would. Well, they don't seem to have seen us yet. Perhaps we can get the drop on them? Or maybe create a distraction? I don't see us stealing that cart away without them seeing us. Hmm. Any ideas? Nothing Be good for me. Uh, speak no. to them? We're so far away. Speak to goblins? <laughs> I don't... I don't speak goblin enough. God, no. Honestly, never really dealt with him much. Uh, Tavini's, like, little eyes light up and she looks at Dreamer. Could you make yeti noises and, uh, scare them away? Oh. Oh. You, you gonna, know... You're gonna do you know, a... You're gonna do an Obi-Wan? If, if you do, I could offer some visual aid. Oh, like what you did with the mast back at uh, on the icebreaker, mm -hmm. right? Ah, I see. I'll have to find some sort of shrub, because I don't think I could create something so tall. But we could make it work. You could make it come out of the snow. Indeed. I do it off to the side, that way they're paying attention to it. We can come oh. it around from the other side. How close do you need to be? Hmm. He starts counting on his fingers. <laughs> I'd say roughly 60 feet. <laughs> oh, rel relatively close, I suppose. Uh. We'll say they definitely do not seem to have noticed you, and as they continue to pull this sled closer to this vertical one, the lead sled does not appear to be moving, and you watch as a much taller comparatively, maybe by a few inches, a goblin hops down out of the back. Kinda seems to shout a order 
to the team pulling the sled and then walks around out of sight to the front of the lead sled. Can we uh, can we see what's at the front of the sled? Probably not. Make here. me a perception check with disadvantage. Ooh. Noof. Noof. That other roll was good though. 14 and a 2. See the ass end of something wide. Not entirely sure what. Felgren, where are you, where will you make your illusion, and I will get as close as I can. Uh. Other cut is not pulled by goblin. Something is big, much bigger. Yeah. It could go faster. Aye. The question is, whatever it's, it's pulling it, do you suppose it's uh, left over from the the dwarves? Or do you think it's of the goblins? I think they brought their own... I don't know what could pull that big size of a sled. So you can see how tall it is, and if it's got that much ingot in it. Hmm. Well, I'm not... I'm not... Yeah. I'd have to get rather close. Need to go... Uh, uh, quickly, or... um. Aye. Okay. Well, let's do this then. Dreamer, if you want to try to make your noises, Felgren. If you want to create some type of an illusion. See if you can't uh, spook him away. If not, well... We do what we do best. So where are you all positioning yourselves? I'm going to circle around the left side. Okay. Yeah, I guess he'll follow. Yeah. We'll say for the sake of this scenario, the goblins are very obviously, aside from that quick glance over the shoulder, not paying attention to their surroundings. I think going to go right. Yeah, I think Rian is going to go with Krellic. So any action you engage in will be a surprise round. Tavini can barely see anything, so she's just going to go, like, head straight towards the cart very quietly. Or as quietly as someone in chainmail can go. <laughs> are you staying out of the, uh, the immediate firelight, or are you going for it? She's staying out of immediate. But, uh, I think Rian will lean into Krellak. He'll be like, if those things, if the, if, the, if the little ruse doesn't work, and those things turn towards our fellas up there. I'm charging. Then, yeah. We have to. We have to pull them to us. We can't let them charge the our, our northern people. Oh, so I got gotcha. torn apart. We're the shore on which the the tide breaks. As soon as they make the noise, I'm going in. Okay, sounds like a plan. Well, give it a second. Let's see if they if they run away, then. I think I'm just inside the firelight. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, firelight's like right here. I think. Yeah. So we get all right here. Tavini has no idea where anyone is now, so she's just kind of like... huddling in the dark, like, I'm sure something will work. <laughs> yeah. So, Dreamer, as you get Fuck. nearer the lead sled and kind of alongside it, you can very faintly see the uh, this lone torch that is sort of stuck in a holder there we go, on the rear left above what appears to be a, a wide double door. That opens into what you assume is the, like, the interior space of the lead wagon. You can also see very narrow slits, two of them, on either side. You also see very broad shoulder in the dim flickering light of that lone torch of a polar bear pulling the lead sled. There also appears to be a white feathered hawk with black markings perched above that torch. It's kind of shifting anxiously on its feet. It does not seem to have spotted you out there in the darkness. 
rolled a one on its perception check. Noise. <laughs> what a stupid bird. Stupid idiot bird. What a stupid dumb bird. <laughs> it's literally the only sentry is the uh, the pet hawk. Yeah. he's gonna creep a little closer. She still can't see anything or anyone. I. Is it pitch black or is it like dimly yeah, lit? Crelexy, Tavini? You guys are in darkness. The aurora has not spread its ribbon across the sky. It is pitch black. And Tavini doesn't have dark vision. And I will ask if all of you could roll initiative for me. Yeah. So that we are prepared for whatever shenanigans you want to do. Because you will be each allowed one for the surprise round leading into. Nice. Damn, Krellick. 21 on the friggin' initiative? Yeah. I thought I was doing... Man, we rolled high, because I had a 17, and I, I'm dead last <laughs> of the group so far. Oh. Hey, there we go. So, who's starting us off? Who's uh, doing what? If Felgren wanted to do something? Well, I was waiting for yeah. them to try to scare stuff yeah, they're going to do that. Uh, they're going to try to scare them with the Yeti right. noise. Dreamer is waiting on the illusion to appear. So, yeah. And is also, like, tucked down into the snow, prone. Okay. With just his different colored eyes kind of almost glowing in the darkness very yeah, faintly. Feel, <laughs> not noticeable to the goblins. Felger's laying in the snow next to him. <laughs> <laughs> like, kind of like they're just army snipers. <laughs> um, Doing Navy yeah. SEAL signs. He's, he's, he's like... Are you ready? Crowley's gonna Nodding. set the body down. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Use it as a shield. I got my own shield. I think he's gonna get his weapon ready. But it's a meat shield. So... Uh, yeah, he'll pull out, uh, out of his component's uh, pouch um, a little piece of uh, fleece and start muttering the incantation. Okay. And do uh, minor illusion. Um, what he's going to create is, uh, is is a yeti, you know, much like the one we saw. Big, snarling, rippling with muscle, walking, trudging towards them. Or, um, I guess, running if we're trying to scare them. So, Minor Illusion is hard-pressed to get anywhere near that level of detail. But, humor me, if you can roll me a uh, charisma ability He's, he's check. hoping that the darkness might help <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's... Uh, a charisma check? Yeah, because it is your spellcasting ability. So... <laughs> Anytime that you sort of are going to attempt to do something that isn't necessarily within the spell's yes. parameters, I'm probably going to be asking uh, for he's one. He's going to be, he's yeah, gonna be using Tides of Chaos. Nice. Um, so... That a boy. Hopefully it's <laughs> it's going to be a fireball right here. No, it's a cantrip. <laughs> It won't initiate. How awesome would it be if it was a fireball? Oh my it, god, like... it didn't matter. <laughs> Ooh, well, two and a five. That's the risk you take. Oh. Oh, Those man. sounds better be good, bud. <laughs> it's like a cardboard cutout of a fucking Yeti. Just set it on the edge of the light. It might be good enough. We'll see. <laughs> Goblins like that, aren't that shitty Eddie from uh, the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer fucking cart uh, <laughs> Goblins aren't the smartest <laughs> uh, creatures in the world, so maybe. Oh, that's great. We'll see. 
We shall see. <laughs> Hold up. God, I hope this works. Otherwise, we are... This this is a... Uh, unless these guys are just chumps, then we are... We could be in some trouble. I mean, goblins party. are usually chumps. Bears, not so much. Yeah, I was going to say, polar bears? <laughs> Dreamer, because you speak Yeti, if you can give me a uh, performance check with advantage. Nice. Wow, he got advantage from that. To give what is essentially a uh, bellowing Yeti war cry. Exactly what I, I was going to go for. Yep. Oh, I, I lost my stone of luck plus one at some point. Yeah, I stole it. Son of a bitch. I'll kill you. Uh, I'll kill you. Plus, only an oh, eight. Oh, man. One and a six. Oh Man, my god. Advantage is not doing well for us today. Dice are not doing well for so, us. So, as the very vague shape, it almost looks like you guys have yeah, everyone of us have seen has seen Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah. You know how they how they depict ghosts in Scooby Doo? Yeah. <laughs> that is about the extent of what Minor Illusion is able to do for your attempted Yeti there, Felgren. Not my best work. Yeah. <laughs> And a dreamer, the sweet boy that you are, it is very, very hard to replicate the ferocity of an angry yeti. <laughs> and it almost sounds more like what you would interpret, speaking their language, as a howl of digestional discomfort. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> The type of digestible discomfort you get from eating goblins. Nice. <laughs> Together, it's enough for the goblins that are pulling the rear sled to sort of look northward, obviously fixating their attention there. Not enough to scare them, but enough that they start talking amongst themselves very rapidly and... A couple of them move off, start moving off to this side of the cart, or the sled, and all of them seem to be dropping the traces and getting ready to fight whatever it is just made that sound. <laughs> we are now going to actually We're doing terrific. begin our initiative. <laughs> <laughs> terrific. Terrific.